You are listening to the Thinking Effect podcast with Orshul Green and Lillian Kriegler. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 29. And today we're talking about how can teachers optimize memory? And I've got Ortel. Let's just say hello to her. Good day, Ortel. Hi, Lillian. How are you? I'm really good today. Um, if our listeners hear a strange uh, sound around my computer, I've got my cat in the room with me, which I don't usually have because <laughs> I had a very noisy carpet cleaner in here earlier and she's terrified. So if she jumps on the keyboard or something, you'll know that it's just Pinto doing her thing. <laughs> Oh, it's great to have that special guest in our podcast today. <laughs> A fluffy one. <laughs> yes. Oh, so who's going to start? Maybe you start talking about optimizing. Yeah, memory. sure. So, you know, there are many ways that um, you can present your information to help your student uh, remember it better. So it's all this episode, it's all about how you can uh, tweak the way you present your content, the way you um, uh, run and facilitate your lessons in a way that your students will better um, remember the content that you teach them. Yes, yeah, so I, I, you know, there's the wonderful Maya Angelou, who is now sadly passed, but she was a phenomenal artist and poet and uh, activist. And her mantra was, if you know better, you can do better. So as educators, if we know more about how memory is more efficient and we can package our information more efficiently all the time, then the children's information goes from short-term memory and the here and now you know, it links with what's already in their brain and it goes to their long-term memory. So we want to know more about what, what makes memory work better. Absolutely. It's so important to know because as, as you said, as you mentioned, Lilian, we scaffold in the knowledge and new learning is built upon existing knowledge and you need to remember what you learn in order to make that new connection and better understand the new material and and actually have a much deeper understanding overall. And also as a teacher and also for the student, you don't want to keep repeating the same thing. It's, it's boring for yourself and it's also disengaging for your students. So if you teach in a way that enhance uh, the, your student capability to uh, remember the material, then you create a lesson which is more engaging and, and actually more fun as well, because we're going to share with you really fun tools soon. <laughs> yes, no, we will. Um, so, Audel, shall I talk about the work that we're basing this lesson on today, our, our podcast on today? Yeah, yes, please. We'll talk about, <laughs> we'll talk about um, the brothers Tony and Barry Buzan, that's B-U-Z-A-N, and they were working in the 1950s and 60s and did a tremendous amount of research on memory. And so based on clinical research and case studies, they came up with five ways that memory is enhanced. And we're going to package, we'll unpack a few of these in this um, podcast today. But, you know, the first one is the primacy effect. 
So that's like the first thing you see or the first thing you hear has an impact. It provokes your thinking. Then the opposite of that is the recency effect. So the last thing you hear. So really it's important to do something like a great little story at the end of the lesson, which encapsulated. So the recency effect is one. Then, as we've mentioned before, association. So, you know, if you've already got things in your long-term memory, associating new information with that is important. Emphasis. So, you know, if you make some special emphasis during your um, presentation on what you want them to understand. So color and those sorts of things are really important. Videos, uh, engaging the senses which we talk about all the time yeah. in this program. <laughs> and then also, you know, really harnessing children's interests. And I'm a great one in finding out what children's interests are, but I'm also a great one about developing new interests. So don't just leave it with what they're currently interested in, but push it so that they become more interested in more things. Definitely open their minds to more things. It's yes. important. And I want to touch about the primacy as, as I really like, I mean, I like all of them. They're great tools, <laughs> but with the primacy, I think when you, as a teacher, when you want to start kick off a new topic, a new subject, then you can really think, okay, how can I evoke really strong emotion? So when the students come into the class straight away, they're like, oh my God, either surprised or shocked or laughing their heads off. And so you're off to a great start and they're definitely gonna <laughs> remember that session. And one of the things we spoke about as, as we speak about sustainability often, obviously, we all very concerned with that. Then let's say you wanna start a topic on sustainability. So one thing to, as a provocation, and I don't know how many of you are gonna like this idea, <laughs> but I'm gonna share it anyway. <laughs> is to cover the desk and chair with plastic and paper waste just cover the whole thing uh, and and i'm sure that will shock your students and they won't be prepared for that experience at all if this is too much for you <laughs> then another option you can do um, is for example to print images of marine life caught in nets or in plastic or choking or on the beach, you know, there's so many sad photos like that, unfortunately. So you can cover the walls of your classroom with that these photos. So when your student come into the classroom, this is kind of very confronting for them. And that will um, enable you to start talking about the topic and your students are gonna listen after that emotional experience. And there are many different ways to go about it. Uh, but I think the the, first expression uh, the first experience of a topic is really important absolutely uh, and i love by the way i just love your idea of collecting all of your coffee cups and you know obviously you'll be selective with what trash you have in there but i think that's a great idea because it makes it very real for students when you know they expect a beautiful environment because you're spending all your time creating it and they walk into one every morning and all of a sudden they come in and there's just to use a lovely israeli word balagan it's just oh yeah well done <laughs> <laughs> i'm really impressed lilian <laughs> there we go so um i love that and so either that shock horror and then oh my gosh you just want to clean it up straight off 
or the sadness. And I mean, I recently watched Britain's Got Talent and a seven-year-old child, seven-year-old young boy, did a presentation where he'd written a poem about sustainability. So this is how real this can get. If you switch people on, how real it can get. And he, they'd worked with designers and videographers to create the most stunning, most beautiful uh, video material behind him that matched with what he was saying. And as you say, you know, the turtles with the plastic or fish um, the, or creatures caught in those plastic rings, things that, you know, are happening and, and photographs of beautiful beaches where the whole world's trash is turned up yeah. and you're, you have to go out and deal with it. So that shock value, but also appealing to the, you know, the emotion, the sadness, because what you want to do is you want them not to feel, oh, I feel so sorry for you and feel empathetic. You want them to be action, to bring action, you know. Um, so that, that and in Reggio Emilia, they talk about this as a provocation. And with younger children, one of the provocations they did is they just put a black silhouette of a bird on the window and a screen nearby where that shadow was projected onto the screen and of course you can imagine as the sun changed direction through the day that bird shadow started to move yeah and these three and four year olds were fascinated and spent the whole morning trying to catch it <laughs> oh that <laughs> is beautiful <laughs> they were building cages you know, with sticks, they were sticking things on it. They were trying to trap the shadow. <laughs> and um, it started this magnificent project on shadow and light. The most beautiful, most observable science in the world is the science of light. So provocation is really cool. And in that, you can see how the senses came in. You can see how they're using their prior knowledge that you can catch a bird in a cage yeah. or um you know, you have to clean the environment, whatever it is. So all of those things that Buzan was talking about become important. And then how you record it also. You love brain maps. So you talk a little bit about how the children can record yeah. this information. Absolutely. Before that, I want to touch on a point you raised, uh, Liliane, about um, empowering the students. And while you can start with shocking or maybe sadness and evoke such a strong emotion we want to empower them and to make sure they're not overwhelmed and feel powerless that they can't do anything and often with sustainability it can be overwhelming so one of the thing is when we talk about recency how you can end such a lesson is by sharing an inspiring and powerful story for example like the boy you mentioned in our previous episode Liliane who um was wanted to create a soap that doesn't have any chemicals that uh, are destruction are distracting the marine life and so that boy made it you know worked on his idea and created that soap and it it is selling in australia and and so it is very empowering to hear such a story so so make sure you end such a session with a very inspiring story, with a story that empowers your student to take action, to do something uh, that make them feel that 
yeah, they can drive a change. They can make a difference. They have the power to do so. It, it's very important also because we want to balance that shocking. If you start with something that is shocking or sad, we want to make sure we balance it, it and empowering the students to take action. Absolutely. You're, so, you're absolutely correct. And, you know, I, I love that you're balancing the, the shock with um, inspiration and action. And also that, that story of the surfer was a math story, wasn't it, in our last um, thing? Because it comes from a program called $20 Boss. We started with $20. It's a math thing for real life, but this is sustainability. So education, the more complex it is, and the more interesting, funny enough, the more interested the students get. When it's too simple, they lose interest. So um, combining these uh, different things is really important. And then um, getting them to record and share it also in interesting ways that keeps their engagement alive. Yeah, absolutely. And this is where you touched before about mind maps that we can also use to help them uh, memorize their learning and make new connection. So encourage your student to create a mind map where um, they connect the new knowledge, new information with existing knowledge and encourage them also to use different colors and use their drawing because the whole process of drawing, for example, and we spoke about it in previous episode, help the thinking process help to better process and understand the new knowledge and better remember it better understand it so all of this come together and this comes again to the idea that don't be afraid to make the um, session more complex to make it more interesting and rich uh, as your students are going to benefit from it when you combine different things in one session that's quite true so <clears throat> In summary, then, uh, we want to enhance memory because it's important to have them things in memory, even to be creative. Uh, you know, the more you have in your mind, the more you can make interesting and innovative connections. So the why is crucial because it makes the students more engaged, not only in learning, but in life, and they become more competent. And over time, they will have greater life success and besides scholastic success and how we do it is to use some of these great techniques that have been given by Tony and Barry Buzan by the way who also started mind mapping um, so the primacy and recency using the senses connecting to what we know and harnessing students' interests. And one which you mentioned, um, Autel, is to get them to do things. The more we do it, the, the easier it becomes for us. Absolutely, that's a wonderful summary. Thank you, you Lillian. You always say that, you're so <laughs> kind. <laughs> I always enjoy listening to your summaries. <laughs> Yes, All right. Do. So um, again, feel free to write to us. Tell us uh, your stories. Um, how did you um, use the primacy or recency um, uh, tools to uh, help your student remember better uh, the content that you teach them? Uh, so write to us to the Thinking Effect Podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing your stories. And we look forward to hear from you. 
Yes. And next episode is number 30. So it's going to be pretty special. And we'll see you then. See you then.